You might be expecting to hear an ad for Spotify right now. Depending on where you're listening, you might be used to hearing that sort of pre-roll before the show. But due to changes in how Spotify is letting people monetize, um, we are no longer able to be getting those ad placements because despite having more than 3 million downloads and over 5,000 weekly listeners coming back to tune in, we are falling short of listens on Spotify specifically by like 100 um in the time frame. So we're not able to monetize. And as a result of that, we are in the process of getting ready to wind down the show by the end of the year because um, it's just not going to be sustainable. And if we can't hit that listener requirement after having, you know, shout outs from the Vlogbrothers and the Apple Store, um, then probably ain't going to happen now. So anyway, uh, if you're still here and you want to listen to this episode, then we'd really obviously appreciate you um, continuing to stay with us through to the end. You were like ever really sick as a kid. You probably remember getting cherry flavored cough syrup or something if you had like a bad chest cold that kept you up at night. It might have been something like Robitussin, Dimetap, or Delsum. So these meds are all cough suppressants, which is different than other kinds like expectorants, although a lot of times these two types of drugs are actually combined in one medication. So these meds often also include opioid painkillers, most frequently codeine, which is what the FDA is freaking out about. So that being said, codeine has been like the gold standard for cough treatment for decades, even though there is substantial evidence to the contrary, like specifically that it doesn't really do anything for coughs. In fact, recent placebo trials have found that codeine wasn't any more effective for remedying coughs in kids than placebos, which is saying something because codeine is a hell of a drug, as is heroin, which was also once marketed as a non-addictive cough remedy until chemists figured out that heroin metabolizes into morphine, which is highly addictive, as is dextromethorphan. So much so that when I was in high school, there was a pretty serious problem with teens hoarding sucrets, which are like cough drops or um, bottles of cough syrup so that they could basically take a whole bunch of it and go robo-tripping. And it was called such because you could also achieve this effect by drinking like an entire bottle of robitessin, which is as stupid as it sounds. But basically what happens is it has a hallucinogenic high. This is, of course, and very dangerous because dextromethorphan is a potent dissociative anesthetic. It's like ketamine. So basically, if you want to get knocked out before surgery, cool, have some NMDA receptor antagonists. But doing PCP for fun is, like, not fun. However, given that Robitessin and drugs like it have this mechanism, it's easy to see how it could be used, albeit in much smaller doses, to suppress coughs, which is kind of like a somewhat involuntary response triggered by some kind of infection or irritant in your respiratory tract. So in terms of the FDA panel's new recommendation, which recognizes that cough medicines with codeine may pose risk to kids, even older kids and teens for whom the drugs have been approved for a long time, because these drugs are, even though we don't often think of them as such, basically opioids. And the opioid drug problem in the United States right now is virulent, so any conversations that we seek to have to broaden awareness and attempt to keep opioid use from becoming abuse are vital. But the fact remains that most kids are not chugging Robitussin by the bottle, nor do most folks addicted to painkillers start out recreationally. These drugs are more often than not, too often in fact, prescribed totally legally by their doctors.
doctors. So patients or parents are only following doctors' orders or advisement in terms of dosing. But who, then, guides doctors to do the prescribing? So one doctor who spoke to STAT for their report, Dr. Kelly Wade at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, said, quote, I haven't ever been taught that morphine is an appropriate anti-cough medicine. This is a really historic and antiquated cough medicine. So the panel has already long recommended that cough syrup with codeine not be given to kids under 12, but they are actually considering extending that to anyone under 18. If the dangers outweigh the benefits, then what are the benefits? So the American Chemical Society explains it like this. So why do we cough in the first place? Basically, a cough is a natural reflex to clear out an irritant when we get sick. We may have mucus in our bronchial tract that makes us cough, and sometimes it's a productive cough, so we actually cough up something like phlegm or mucus or what have you. But often, it's just kind of a dry, non-productive cough. And if you've ever had a really bad cough, you know that it can basically keep you up all night. And sometimes kids, and even adults, can cough so hard that they vomit or that they can't breathe. So yeah, coughing can be basically a bitch. You can also cough it up to like 50 miles per hour, which is like super intense, and I don't know how we're not all breaking our ribs. So cough medicines work basically in two ways. Either an antitussive effect, which suppresses your coughing reflex, so these drugs act on your brain. They also sedate you, which is why you should not be driving or doing anything that requires your full attention while you're taking cough medicine. Expectorants, on the other hand, work on the gunk in your lungs, basically trying to thin it out so that it is easier for you to cough up and for your body to clear out. And then there are often and a lot of other ingredients, so fever reducers, painkillers, antihistamines, and decongestants, and these all work together to try to alleviate the other symptoms of your cold. So I mean, it all sounds good, but what's interesting is that the American Chemical Society did a pretty extensive review of the literature on cough medicine, and they found that there's actually very little evidence that these medicines work. The problem is, is that there's also no good evidence that they don't work. I mean, it's really complicated. I mean, when you're looking at placebo trials, it's kind of like, sometimes you have really obvious statistics that show that something is definitely not as effective like compared to a placebo but a lot of times you have middle ground where it's not really clear either way like it's not definitely better than a placebo but it's not like definitely not better and this can be really confusing but in terms of the FDA they definitely feel like they've seen enough evidence that they do not want people like giving their kids codeine if they absolutely don't need to especially if it's not gonna make them feel any better so I'll link below to stats report because it was really interesting there's also some good quotes from other um, doctors who primarily work with kids. So certainly if you are a parent, I think it's worth reading, but even if you're not, if you're somebody who ever regularly takes cough medicine, it's definitely worth understanding how it works. And honestly, I would say that's kind of the same for any medication that you take. 